It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is the call-in radio show where you call in with your questions about the Bible, your questions about God, uh, about Jesus. Maybe you have a question about the Trinity and how the Trinity works. What is that? What is it? What is that exactly? Maybe you have questions about cults uh, or other religions and um, just w- would like more information on that. Maybe you know somebody that is, is involved in a group that you're not sure if they are a cult and you'd like to uh, get some information about that. We also would love to pray for you today. And so if you have anything that you need prayer for, we'd love to have you call us. Um, or text. And so the number to call uh, if you have a question or a prayer request is 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, the phone number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. And uh, at our church, um, this past week, we, we have been going through the book of Philippians. And then there's part where Paul is talking about um, unity in the church and the need for unity in the church and the importance of that. And, you know, uh, we just really looked at the fact that our nation right now is really fragmented uh, in so many ways. There are... Um, so many groups and divisions and there's so much hatred going on and things that we honestly have maybe thought were kind of behind us as a nation some of the racism and some of the the ugliness coming out uh that we just had i mean looking 10 years ago you would have thought oh that's dead but it's really rearing its ugly head again and you know uh, it's interesting because the world is constantly striving to get better and to be more unified and the reality is that the world is full of people and people naturally divide and naturally look for opportunities to hate other people. And the cool thing as Christians is that we as believers in Jesus Christ are a a new creation. We are a new nation in God. And so uh, it says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 that in the church there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And so as we place our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, we're made a brand new creation. We are a new creation as individuals and we're a new creation as a people. God has made the church a people for himself. And so um, we're united to Christ, we're given a new identity. And so it's no longer about our nationality, It's no longer about our culture. It's no longer about our religious background. It's no longer about our class. We are one in Christ Jesus. And, you know, I I think it's important for us to remember and understand that. And then as Christians, even to understand when we see all this division, it's tempting for us to jump in and pick sides. It's tempting for us to, to get in the fray and get in the mix. And so, um, I think it's important that we realize that we don't battle flesh and blood. As it says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so what that means is he's saying there, Paul is saying, hey, your battle isn't against people. 
even the evil people of this world, even the people that hate you, even the people that spitefully use you, as Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, we do not battle against flesh and blood. We have a spiritual battle going on. And so as Christians, we remember that we're united together, but then we also need to remember that we don't battle flesh and blood. Even non-believing those who, who are would perceive to be our enemies, um, we are fighting a spiritual battle and that's where we need to do our warfare. And so I uh, hope that's an encouragement for you today. And um, I, I'm going to remind you again, the number to call if you have a question or a prayer request is 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. And I'd like to go to Matt on line one. Matt, welcome to the program. Matt, are you with us? Uh, I think I, I think we're having some technical difficulties. I hear Matt barely. Um, I'm gonna let the guys. Matt, hang on just a minute. If you're on there, I'm gonna let the guys in the studio see if they can fix that. Uh, and if, yeah, oh, there we go. There we go. Matt, hey, how are you sorry doing? Sorry about that. No problem. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Great. What can we do for you today? Um, well, I have a question. Um, about um, a particular, just, uh, I don't, it's called sozo healing or like spiritual healing. Okay. Um, uh, my wife and I are going to be heading to um, like a counseling session and uh, this particular <laughs> pastor has uh, recommended that we go to a sozo healing. Uh, and I just, you know, I looked up uh, that particular uh, spiritual healing online, like I saw some good things and, and some bad things. So um, I was just kind of wondering if you'd heard of that and if what your thoughts are. Yeah, so, you know, um, one, of, one of my biggest concerns with Sozo, which is S-O-Z-O, if, if you're... That's uh, right, if, yeah. If, out there is um, basically, which is that that's a Greek word that's translated saved or healed or delivered. So it, it's a ministry that's supposed to be for healing. And so the heart behind it is great to bring healing to people, wh whether that's, you know, that spiritual, that emotional healing. It's a good goal. The problem is they go about it in some ways that I don't think are beneficial and really can be confusing, actually. Um, and, you know, the, the root of Sozo is in um, Bethel Church out of Redding, California. And Bethel Church, it, it, it's an interesting kind of conundrum for me. I, they have an amazing, amazing worship ministry. Um, you know, you've probably seen some of their songs in church. I know we sing some of their songs in our church. But they also have some, some teaching that I would not recommend uh, to people. Now, now, am I going to go so far as to say that they're a cult or they're non-Christian? No, for sure not. But they are a little bit far on the charismatic spectrum of things. And, and you know, we would be as well. Calvary Chapel would be considered charismatic because we believe in the gifts. But they are uh, so far on that spectrum that there are some things and some practices that they do that I believe are unbiblical, and I wouldn't recommend them. And this uh, sozo healing thing is kind of one of those. And... Um, as I said, the goal of it is good, but it's kind of this prayer thing, and it's 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 something that can be dangerous, really. I think, and it's kind of it's kind of merging 
Christianity with certain concepts of um, psychology, but not really the, the, the beneficial ones. And so it's like a visualization um, type of thing that you do when you go through in this prayer. And it's um, kind of ultimately it's using some techniques that are drawn from uh, the occult. And so I, I personally, I would stay away from that. If someone recommended for me to go to that kind of a counseling session, I wouldn't do it. Okay. All right. Well, um, I appreciate that because, yeah, I mean, this is a big thing for us to go to counseling, and I just want to make sure we're doing it right, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there are some really great counseling organizations, and, and there's great um, marriage counseling, if that's what you're looking for. There's uh, great... Uh, there, there's many great, especially in the Denver area. Are you in the Denver area, or you're in Greeley? Um, more of a Loveland area. Loveland, okay, Loveland, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so there there are some good ones up there as well. And what I would do is look for a Christian counselor, and start there. And then maybe as you dig into their website, they usually have some pretty good detail about their um, their methodology and what their beliefs are. Usually if it's a Christian counselor and they're identifying themselves that way, they'll have a statement of faith and some of those things on there as well. Um, but the, the sozo technique is something that it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit dangerous in my opinion, because you're kind of going through these visualization things and it's meant to dredge up things from your past, kind of subconscious memories and uh, it's, it's kind of guided memory, guided imagery and suggestion. And it's really not something that you see in the scriptures. And so, um, I, I believe that God absolutely can bring incredible healing to us spiritually and emotionally and in all those things. But, um, I personally wouldn't do it through that method. Sure. Well, I really do appreciate that. Um, that's, uh, it's good to have someone else's ear or uh, someone else's thoughts on that. No problem. My, my pleasure. You know what? Let me just take a quick sec second here and see. Um, I, I know of several good Christian counseling organizations. I just want to see if I know of one specifically in Loveland. Let me just look this up real quick um, because I, I want to make sure that you guys get connected to a, a good one. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I'm not seeing any that I know of for sure that, that I that I would be able to recommend without, you know, really digging into what they have to say. But there's a there's a whole list of them if you just Google Christian counselors in Loveland, Colorado. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, do you mind if I pray for you before we go? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Lord, uh just lift up my brother Matt to you, Lord, as he and his wife are just looking to to get some counseling, Lord, and I pray that you would guide them and direct them to the, the, the person that you would have them meet with, Lord. And I, I thank you for their willingness to go and, and seek this out and seek some some healing in, in areas of their life, Lord. I pray that you would work powerfully there and that by your Holy Spirit that you would um, move powerfully in their relationship, Lord, and in the areas that they're looking for healing in. Lord, we know that you um, are... are our healer, God, our healer, Lord. And so would you do that? Would you bring that healing in Jesus name? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Matt, for your call. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Take care. All right. God bless. All right. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is the radio call-in show where you call in with your questions about the Bible, um, your questions about God or about another religion or a cult. 
All right, I'd like to go to line one with Anita. Anita, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing all right. I have a prayer request. Sure. Um, it's for my family, my husband, and our marriage. Okay. He's going through a difficult time right now where he wants a divorce, and I don't want that, and I want to work on it and keep things moving along, and I just need some prayer to help us get there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so sorry that you're you're having to deal with that right now. Let's definitely bring that before the Lord and uh, just pray that he would, would soften and change your husband's heart in that. Because, um, you know, we know that that's not God's will, um, that that would happen. And so uh, let's pray right now. Let's go ahead and bring that before the Lord. Lord, I just lift up Anita to you right now. And um, I just pray for this situation in her family right now, Lord, just as her husband is seeking a divorce, Lord, and she doesn't want that. She wants to um, to stay together, and, and uh, she wants to honor you in that relationship, Lord. I pray that you would soften his heart. I pray that you would reveal yourself to him. I pray that you would um, speak truth to him, help him to know uh, the, the damage that's going to be done if he goes through with this, Lord. It's not a light thing, and so often when, when people look for divorce, they're looking for something that in their mind is better, but the reality is having counseled so many people in the aftermath of divorce, it, it, it's so much worse. Um, it, the, the, the fallout is horrible. And so I pray that you would just uh, change his heart, that you would soften his heart for you, that you would bring him back to you, Lord, back to this relationship. I pray for their family, that you would bind them together during this time. I pray just for a miraculous work of your Holy Spirit in this family, Lord. I pray that that they would look back a couple months from now and be like, wow, I can't even believe that that's where we were, but God has done so much in our lives since then. And so, Lord, we lift it up to you. We just ask that you would intervene, Lord. I ask that you would put some um, some Christian men in his life that would point him in the right direction and help him just to, to see what you would have him do. And I just pray for um, your will and your hand over this relationship, Lord. And so we lift it up to you, and we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for calling and definitely praying for you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Chapel Vale Valley taking your calls today. Uh, you can call us at 303-690-3000. Once again, you can call 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, the number to text is 720-336-0897. So you can call us at 303-690-3000. Uh, I've got a couple text questions that have come in here, so I'm going to take a look at these. And uh, let's see. I have a prayer request for my future career. I have a desire to be in full-time ministry, and through prayer I have been reassured. So I ask for open doors in my future to pursue full-time ministry. Thank you, Justin from Denver. Okay, Justin, uh, we would love to pray with you and love to just... Uh, ask that the Lord would give you direction and lead you in, in uh, how he would guide you into to ministry in one sense or another. And in a very real sense, Justin, I, I will say this. I will say that we are all 
in full-time ministry. Um, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you're here, you have a calling on your life to full-time ministry, whether that is in your job or whether that is as a pastor or whether that is as a ministry leader or a nonprofit director or whether that's working um, at a factory, we're all called to full-time ministry. That's why we're here. Um, and so I would just encourage you with that and just to know that full-time ministry doesn't necessarily mean that tomorrow you're going to get a job uh, doing ministry. You know, in fact, for my, my own self, um, even when, when I planted the church that I was a part of in Denver, for the first several years, I, I worked a full-time job in addition to being in full-time church ministry as well. And so uh, just be open to seeing that, that it might not look exactly like what you think it should look like. Um, and seek the Lord as to what that looks like. So let's come together and pray for that. Lord, I just thank you for Justin, and I thank you for his heart to, um, to serve you, Lord, that his desire is to be in service to you. And have it, being in full-time ministry myself, Lord, in the sense of uh, receiving my living from preaching the gospel and pastoring and shepherding people, Lord, I know what a blessing it is. I also know what a challenge it is, Lord. And so just as he has a desire for that, I pray that you would protect him. I pray that you would just put a shield around him, Lord, that he would take up uh, the full armor of God so that he'd be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, Lord, because uh, he will be attacked if, as he steps out into that, Lord. And I pray that you would reveal to him what you would have for him in terms of that, that ministry, Lord, what that looks like. And maybe there's um, several stops along the way to that, or maybe you have an opportunity for him tomorrow. I don't know what that is, Lord, but we know that you do, and it's not a surprise to you. And so I pray that you would just honor his heart and his desire to serve you and reveal to him where you would have him do that. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls today. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, the phone number to call is 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to Michael on line two. Michael, welcome to the program. Pastor Nate, how's Bale? It is great. Thank you. Thank you for asking. I remember talking to you when you were when you had the church down here. Yeah, yeah, and we're doing great up here, and Calvary Belmar down there in Lakewood is also doing great. Pastor Scott Morrison uh, took over for me down there. In fact, I, he he's listening today. Uh, he texted me, letting me know that you guys could hear me when we were having technical difficulties earlier. So thank you for that, Scott. I appreciate that. Uh, so, Michael, how are you doing today? What can we What can we do for you? Well, Pastor, since I spoke to you last, I've had I was forced for health reasons to retire and 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 apply for benefits, and uh, praise God that he just. He's blessed me out of my socks with getting my benefits in like five months. I got approved for Social Security and Disability. And I got time on my hands now, and it's still a struggle to deal with my flesh like everybody else who's a, who's a believer, I'm sure. But I don't have anything to do right now during the day too much. I asked God... Uh, I pray to use me 
you know, and dealing with, home, with homeless people and, you know, talking to them or ministering to them or and sometimes just buying, buying them a cup of coffee or, or something, you know. Mm-hmm. That's God to use me. But yeah. I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling useless right now for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, let's definitely pray together for that and just for some guidance from the Lord for you. But here's, I would encourage you, Michael, just to know that, you know, um, I, I, I know you said that you retired early and it wasn't necessarily your plan, but obviously, as you said, praise God that, that he's provided for you to be able to do that. Uh, but with that, and he's given you a, a huge opportunity um, in, in, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but but the fact that you have time on your hands means that you're available to be used by him for great things. And so um, I know right now it sounds like you're not totally sure what that is, what that looks like. Um, but, I, but I know that he's given you that opportunity. And I want to pray with you together today that he would show you what that looks like. And so whether that's, whether it is like homeless ministry, like what you've been doing or prison ministry, or whether that is uh, going and ministering to some of the the older folks that that might be in the nursing home, or whether that's serving at your church, I don't I don't know, Michael. I can't answer that for you, but I know that God knows, and uh, and He has He has a, a very important role for you in the kingdom. So let's lift that up together to the Lord, Father. I come together with my brother Michael before you right now and just ask you that you would give guidance and direction to him, that you would lead him. And Lord, just as you've given him the opportunity to um, to have extra time on his hands right now, Lord, I pray that you would just give him direction through that, that you would lead him, that you would show him where you would have him go, what you would have him do. Uh, I pray that he would get connected to your work in his area, Lord, whether that's working with homeless or whether that's um, um, working with prison ministry or, or in a nursing home or whatever that looks like, Lord, I pray that you would just reveal to him how you would have him serve you and honor you with his time. And I just pray over him, Lord, that you would um, help him just to, to have that sense of purpose in you, Lord, knowing that, that just as I was talking about earlier, we are all called to full-time ministry. And in a very real sense, Michael has the ability for full-time ministry right now. So would you show him what that looks like and uh, lead and guide him in that? And I pray that you would uh, just give him just no opportunity for the flesh, but that he'd be so busy serving you, Lord, that he wouldn't have uh, time to focus on those other things. And so we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Nate, I got a question before you go. Sure. Have you ever heard of an organization called Toomey Ministries? What is that? An organization called Toomey Ministries to- or something? Toomey? How does how, do you know how to spell that? No, I don't. But it, it's some kind of an organization. Someone in my church told me about his wife's involved in. Okay. And, trains people for not necessarily church-oriented ministry, uh, but like like street ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, it trains people to do that kind of stuff. No, I haven't heard of that specifically, but you know, um, street ministry is great. It's a really important, uh, it's a really important thing. And so I, I'd have to look into that specific organization um, I haven't heard of that one specifically, but 
Um, but you know, it's it's worth looking into. You know, if if someone at your church was talking about it being uh, an organization that you can connect with in terms of ministry, it might be worth looking into. I would just check, you know, if they have a website or something, check what they what they believe and what they practice, and if they have any church affiliations, just to kind of make sure you're getting connected with a, a biblically grounded organization. But but the, the heart behind it sounds great. Well, maybe some of your maybe some of the listeners out here today might know of it, mm-hmm. and if they have somebody calls in, maybe someone might be able to call in and uh, shed some light on that information, kind of give me a clue. Yeah. I'll be listening until 5 o'clock. Maybe yeah. somebody could call in and shed some light on that question, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, If any, if any of our listeners know about that ministry, uh, feel free to call 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897 and we can share that information with Michael. So, uh, Michael, thank you for your call and, and uh, I'm sure our listeners will be praying for you just to have that direction and wisdom as uh, you use the time that the Lord's given you. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your prayer requests. If you'd like to call us today, you can call 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to Derek on line one. Derek, welcome to the program. Hi, Nate. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I was calling to get some, get some prayer um, I'm just kind of feeling a little discouraged lately. Um, this summer has been a very busy summer for myself. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think us, all of us believers, we go through these phases of being very active and productive. And, you right. know, personally, I find myself, you know, being very active and feeling great, um, you know, working with God and what he's doing. But then, you know, so quickly find myself in a, place of being burnt out and tired and just kind of discouraged mm-hmm. and then in those in those moments where I kind of just start running out of energy that's when I find myself kind of um, you know falling back into into the flesh whether that be you know slothfulness gluttony lust whatever it may be that mm-hmm. um, you know God is calling me out of and then I get tired, and then, you know, I start justifying um, why it's okay for me to just kind of take it easy and, and um, you know, be lazy, sit on the couch, eat too many potato chips, whatever it might be, to right. where it, it slowly progresses, and then I, I feel myself slipping away um, from what God was doing in my life, and it it's discouraging. Um, I like to think of myself as being, you know, a hard worker and kind of having my eyes fixed on God. But then, you know, so often I get these reality checks where uh, God's kind of showing me that I'm, you know, slipping in areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally understand what you're saying, Derek. That's, I think that's the experience of a lot of people. And, you know, um, here's what I would say. Sometimes, I think sometimes we can try to do things um, for God, and we kind of do it in our own uh, strength. Um, yeah. And then what we really need to be doing is um, to 
to to really be leaning on the Holy Spirit? Because, you know, I've, I've thought about this kind of conceptually that, you know, really, the, like we get to this point of burnout, and I've been there myself many times, and we're coming up on the break in just a second. So if I kind mm -hmm. of, if I, okay. if we cut off, then I'll then stick around and we'll chat some more after the break. But we get to this point of burnout. And then I think about the fact that if we're really empowered and fueled by the Holy Spirit, that we, we really shouldn't be able to burn out. I mean, you can't burn yeah. out the Holy Spirit. And so it means that I'm, I must be operating in my own flesh yes. to, to be getting to that. I'm trying to do God's work with human effort, really, is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and that, it's just not possible. Um, so you know what? Let's, let's chat a little bit more. We're coming up on the break here okay. in just a second. So stick around. Stay on the line. All right, we're going to the break. Stick around. We'll be back in just a minute. If you'd like to call, you can call 303-690-3000 or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. All right, welcome back to Calvary Live. Seems like we've ironed out our technical issues we were dealing with earlier, so thank the Lord for that. And before we went to the break, I was on the line with Derek from Fort Collins, and Derek was just sharing with us that he was dealing with some discouragement uh, and kind of getting tired and worn out and, and really burning out at times, um, trying to honor and serve the Lord, and then gets to a place where he just gets kind of settles down and gets into his flesh a little bit, which I think all of us can identify with on some level. And so, um, Derek, are you still with us? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sticking around. And yeah. bef right before we cut to the break, I was just kind of talking about the fact that you know, I think every Christian can identify with what you said, Derek. I think that we've all been there. And that's partly why I wanted to make sure that we stuck around and continued this conversation, mm -hmm. because this is a very real issue for many of us. Um, and right before we went to the break, I, I kind of put out there this concept of burnout that we've all experienced on some level. But then thinking about the reality that if we're leaning on the Holy Spirit and he's really kind of the oil to our lamp, if you will, that we can never burn out the Holy Spirit. And so um, I think what that comes down to for me, like when I look at my own life, Derek, when it, when it comes down to me, for me, I then have to evaluate everything that I'm doing. And if, if what I'm doing is leading me to burnout, then there's one of two issues with it. It's either not spirit-filled, which means I'm not leaning on the Holy Spirit to do it, or it's not spirit-led, which means that God was never leading me to do it in the first place. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and so I think sometimes we can kind of t bite off more than we should that God's not yeah. actually asking us to do, uh, and we're not being led into something. And then I think other times we can be doing things that God has asked us to do, but we try to accomplish it on our own. Which, which we're just incapable of. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the hard balance to find oh, there. Oh, it's very difficult. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's it's really just learning that, leaning on the Holy Spirit for leading us to what he would have us do and then also to to enable us to do what he would have us do. And, um, you know, so, so often in our in our pride, we kind of get this, oh, I can handle this, you know, mindset. And then 
God quickly reminds us that we can't. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think the one thing that's an ever-present, it just keeps coming up over and over in my life, is, you know, the desire to see God's plan for my life. And, mm-hmm. and you know, He doesn't reveal it all at once. He kind of reveals it step by step and what we need to see. And, right. and that's kind of where I struggle is, having that those spiritual eyes to see what what's next what you know and then if i'm not you know resting on god and looking to him for the answer i quickly come up with an answer for myself and then yeah find myself further down the road um and uh you know burnt out or not feeling like um god's hand is in it and so i guess you know i'd like some prayer for you know those those spiritual eyes and an ear to hear the spirit and um not walk in the flesh but uh you know constantly be looking to god for what's next um because it's too easy to to come up with plans of ourselves yeah absolutely Absolutely. And, you know, I think, I think um, you, you touched on something that's important there. I think, you know, so often we want to know what God's will for us is. And, um, and I think the reality is when, when you really step back and look at it, because it, God's will for us is different at different times. You know, it yeah. really is. It's always different. And so there, there's not one specific God's will for our life. You know, for, for in my life, I've, there's been many times when I've been in God's will and looking for the next thing, you know, and, and I think really mm-hmm. the, the key is kind of being present and understanding what his will is for us where we are, because then we're along for the ride and we get to see him kind of pull yeah. it through. But um, yeah, let's definitely, let's bring that before the Lord. And I know many of our listeners are in, probably in that same spot and would love the same thing. So let's pray for that together. Um, I'll, I'll right. go ahead and, and do that. Lord, uh, I thank you for Derek. I thank you for his desire to honor you with his life and with his time, Lord. I thank you that he has a desire to serve you. Um, and just as I'm sure many of our listeners do, uh, he, he gets to points where he overdoes it and, and gets burnt out, Lord, and we've all been there. Um, I pray that you would help him to be able to lean on your Holy Spirit, Lord, knowing that, that if you are leading him to do something, you will enable him to do it. Uh, if he leans on you, Lord, that you, you'll you'll give him more than he can handle on his own, but you will give him the ability to do it uh, as he's leaning on you in that, Lord. And then I pray for just wisdom and direction for him, Lord, as he uh, seeks to honor you and as he does seek what your desire is for him uh, on that daily basis, Lord, that he would see that in front of him uh, and that he would be able to honor you with that and to, to make those choices that you would have him make. And um, I just pray for just a great sense of peace and refreshing, Lord, just um, a- a- as you've said, Lord, you know, um, that he who believes in me out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, Lord, that he would just feel that that sense of your spirit filling him up and encouraging him and giving him the strength that he needs to be able to do the things that you've called him to do, Lord. So would you refresh him? And for any of our listeners today that are dealing with the same things, Lord, would you just bring encouragement and refreshing and just a, a sense of newness in their, their, their walk with you, Lord, a sense of excitement about what you're doing, and just a, a great uh, abiding in your spirit, Lord. And so we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, thank you so much for your call. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.
All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions today. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. And I'd like to go to Steve on line three. Steve, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? Good, good, Pastor Pastor Nate. Good, what can we do for you? Pastor Nate, I'm a father of two teenagers, uh, boy and girl. Uh, I have a question, one for both. Uh, my my daughter has been dating, and she has been told, oh, is he the one? Is there truly the one? Or is it really finding the person that is in within God's will for her to, to date and then eventually go on to marry? Uh, the, the second question would be for my son in regard to uh, the passage in the Bible of if thine eye, eye causes thou to sin, pluck it out, uh, specifically for him in regard to physical temptation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I'll start with the first one that, that, you, that you asked, and you know, is there the one, as you said, as you put it, um, so I, I'm going to say yes and no to that to that that question, and the reason I'm going to say yes is first this because the, the reason I will say yes is because God knows everything before it happens, and so God knows uh, for each person that does get married. You know, not everybody gets married, but for each person that does get married, God knows in advance who they are going to marry, and so in a sense, yes. There is one that that person will marry, and God will know that in advance, and God will have um, a, a, a play in that relationship, in, in a sense. But is there the one in terms of your soulmate, uh, that this concept of there's only one person for me in the entire world, and I have to find that person, and if I don't find that person, I'm going to miss out? I don't believe that that's a biblical concept. Um, uh, we don't see anything like that in the Bible. Uh, in fact, you know, when you look at the principles of marriage that we see in the scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, um, Paul says this. I'll just read it for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, starting in verse 1. He says, Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. And ultimately, in that section in 1 Corinthians, Paul's saying, hey, you know, it's actually better um, if, if we stay single. And the reason that he gives for that is that uh, if we say, stay single, we can have our, our heart devoted towards the Lord, to be completely devoted towards the Lord. Uh, if we get married, then our, our heart is divided. You see that further on in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, down in, you know, verse 25 and on a little bit later down in that section. So Paul is saying, hey, you know, it, it's better if you can stay single um, because that gives you a single-mindedness towards the Lord. But because of rampant sexual immorality and the desire that we have as God created us as um, beings that desire that relationship, um, it's let each man have his own wife. And it doesn't say that there's only one specific person that 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 you would be marrying so the idea there is that it's paul saying it's okay to get married and it's good to get married um 
but really it's it kind of comes down to a choice as a person you have a choice uh, of who you would like to marry if they would like to marry you back and so that's really kind of what it gets at there and you know of course in uh, Paul's day arranged marriage was actually very common and so um, you wouldn't even have a choice in who you would marry then and so uh, who the one was was the one that your parents set up for you uh, now of course we know that's not the case today and it wasn't always the case then but that was very common to have an arranged marriage and so the, the concept of your soulmate and meeting your soulmate um, I don't really believe that that's a biblical concept I do believe that there are those who are better you know compatible with each other I believe that there are those uh, we want to as a believer we want to marry someone who is like-minded in the sense that they are also a believer and they're seeking the Lord um, you want to marry somebody that is seeking the Lord's will for their life and so um, kind of to, to back out of that a little bit yes there there is a, a person that maybe that person will marry that God knows that in advance and in a sense you could say that God ordained that in advance because he know it knows it but the reality is it's it's not that there's a soulmate that we have to spend our life trying to find if that makes sense completely okay. I want to I, I agree with you completely I think uh, you 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 clarified a bunch of things that I have a tough conversation with my daughter about. Okay. Okay. Well, um, and then the second question was, uh, could you repeat the second question, the one for your son again for me? That kind of goes along the line of, you know, the, the scripture that says, if thine eye, eye causes thou to sin, pluck it out. Uh, sometimes with certain young ladies, there's a part of an anatomy that causes them to sin. Uh, how do I bring that scripture up to him and or somebody has brought it up to him and how what would you say in regard to that? Yeah, well, and you know when when Jesus says that it, it's speaking in a in a metaphorical sense He's not saying that we should actually pluck our eyes out What he's getting at is that man if there's something that's causing you to be distracted to causing you to sin in your life You want to make sure to get rid of that now, of course, we know that our, our anatomy itself does not cause us to sin. And so I, I wouldn't, you know, there are people that have taken this command so far as to castrate themselves in the Middle Ages or literally to pluck their eyes out. And I don't believe that Jesus was saying to literally pluck your eyes out. But what he's saying is stay away from the things that lead you to sin. And so specifically for, I, I would guess that we're talking about, you know, um, the purity and sexual temptation and some of those things for uh, for teenage boys who are just experiencing those things for the first time um, there are definitely things that we want to stay away from and so uh, I would say you know for myself like in my in my family we stay away from R-rated movies because they just have things in them that we don't need to see and we don't need to hear there's no reason to subject myself to that so if my eye causes me to sin I'm gonna pluck it out okay you know the stuff that's in R-rated movies is unnecessary. I don't need that in my life. And so I'm going to take that out of my life. Maybe it's a video game. Maybe it's uh, the, the, the constant exposure that we're faced with on Facebook or on Instagram to inappropriate in images. I don't know exactly what that is for each person. It might be different. And that's kind of why Jesus said, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it off. If your hand causes you to sin, you know, etc. 
uh, it, it's the thing that, that causes stumbling in your life, get rid of that thing so that you don't stumble. Um, and so for, for teenage boys, that could be having a computer in your bedroom. It could be your phone. It could be, you know, the types of movies or TV that you're watching. Um, I, I don't know specifically what that is, but, um, I, but I do think it's really important that we don't subject ourselves to things that are going to lead us astray, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Hey, Pastor Nate, can we pray for revival in our high schools? Absolutely. Yeah, that would be huge. You know, I'd, I'd love to see a, a move of the Spirit and revival in our youth. Um, it seems like whenever there's a great move of God, He seems to do it in the youth. So let's definitely pray for that. Lord, we come before you and we just lift up uh, the youth of our nation to you, Lord, the youth that are in our high schools, those who are in our colleges, Lord. Uh, I pray that you would just just bring that revival or that you would bring a great sense of need for you. I pray that you would bring a great sense of, of expectation and desire for relationship with you, Lord, uh, that we would see the youth rise up uh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as it has happened many times. I pray that we would see that uh, in our day today, Lord. And so we bring that before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you right. so much. Yeah, thank you for your call, Steve. Have a great day. God bless. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to Jody on line two. Jody, are you with us? I am. Hi, Pastor Nate. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What can we do for you today? So I have a question that's been on my mind for the last month now, and I'm wondering, it's about marriage. If two people are legally married and then they get divorced, like legally divorced, are they still married in God's eyes? You know, I, I think it depends on the situation. Um, okay. But really what we see in, in Scripture, there's really two permissible um, biblical methods for divorce. And so um, th there's really only two that we see in Scripture. One is, is uh, sexual immorality, sexual unfaithfulness. You know, if, if one spouse cheats on the other spouse, um, God gives permission to the one who was wronged to divorce the other spouse. That's one of the, the biblical reasons that we see for divorce. Um, the other one is, is one that's a little bit in, different and interesting, but really it, it is if a person is married to a non-believer and the non-believer wants to leave, that the believer can let that non-believer go, uh, receive the divorce, and they're not bound under that, if that makes sense. So kind of the, mm -hmm. the, two, the two kind of permissions that we see for divorce in the scriptures are that sexual unfaithfulness, sexual immorality being one for the, the, the party who was offended. Uh, and then okay. on the other side is um, a, a, a person who's married to a non-believer and the non-believer decides to leave there that the, the believer can let them go um, and is not under bondage. We see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Um, and so outside of those two, I would say that really, you know, the divorce, the divorce is an unbiblical divorce. And mm -hmm. 
and in a sense, yes, they are still married before the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you can get super technical with this, and then you can say, well, that person remarried somebody else, so now there's sexual immorality involved, and it's it's just kind of a there's lots of ways that you could get super technical about this. I think really the heart behind it is this: God mm-hmm. created the marriage relationship as a reflection of Christ in the church, and He doesn't like that he doesn't like the heartache that comes through divorce. It, t- making Marriage is making two one, and then making one into two is a painful thing. And so God doesn't like that. He, it says that he hates divorce. And, and it's not just because he wants to be a stickler. It's because he knows what it causes and the pain and the heartache that it causes. And so, um, you know, I, I think that the, the, the thing that we have to remember when it comes to marriage and divorce and all of these things is that our, our God is a God of grace and mercy um, and that we do receive forgiveness and mercy for, for our sin, but he also ha- calls us to a certain standard. And so um, I, I, I couldn't say across the board whether somebody is officially still married, you know, when they got to a divorce in a specific situation without knowing their specific situation. I think those are things that we would have to make judgment calls on, but in a general sense, speaking from a biblical standpoint, that those are the two um, acceptable reasons for divorce in the scriptures. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I just didn't want to make it my own judgment to make a judgment call. And yeah, I mean, I have a there's a man that I've been dating. Um, I've never been married, and okay. he ha- was married. Mm-hmm. And um, that actually was the situation where his wife cheated on him. Yeah. And and so it felt to me that it would be okay, but mm-hmm. with my own personal commitment to God, I just I won't enter and into anything where I feel like I'm putting God's past second. So I, yeah. just, I just wanted to see. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, that's great. I really appreciate your call, and I think God will honor your heart and your desire to honor him with that. Um, okay. And I would say that, it, you know, in that situation, here's the reason that God gives that permission. Um, okay. In that situation, God knows what it's like to be cheated on. And and mm-hmm. I, I, we see throughout the, the Old Testament um God kind of likens himself to the husband of the nation of Israel. And uh, at one point, he actually says, I'm, I'm issuing you a certificate of divorce. He says that to Israel because mm-hmm. you have cheated on me repeatedly. And he knows the heartache and the pain that is present in when, when that relationship is broken like that. And so he gives that permission, understanding that not that they have to choose that, but that that sometimes it, the pain is too great and so um at, as far as the man that you're that you're seeing is concerned mm-hmm. you know given the circumstances of his divorce uh, from a biblical standpoint i can say just without even really knowing much more than that that he's not bound to that former marriage um right. <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, god will honor your desire to make sure that you're doing things the right way absolutely um and okay. just just know, you know, that God understands that. That's why he gives that permission in that. So, Well, I felt like that he was put in my path from God, but 
you never know. So um, it sounds like maybe he was. Rup, it's <laughs> a, a great thing to be praying about and seeking the Lord on for sure. Okay, so, I will. All right. Thank all right. you. Thank you for your call. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. We're coming up on the end of the program here in just a minute. And uh, I'm going to go to Douglas in Colorado Springs. Douglas, welcome to the program. Douglas, are you still with us? I think we might have lost Douglas. Uh, so if you'd like to call in, we might be able to get one more call in. You can call us at 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number is 303-690-3000. Or you can text 720-336-0897. You can text 720-336-0897. I'm going to take a quick look at the text line here. have a, a few text messages that have come in. Um, let's see here. We have one. It says this, hello, pastor, love the show. I really need prayer right now. I'm a single mom of two that works full-time and is in school full-time, and I've been utterly exhausted since I can remember to the point where I'm now having health problems. Right now, I'm under strong attack from the enemy in every aspect of my life. I really need encouragement. I need the Lord's guidance right now. I've been dealing with a boss at work who is verbally abusive and in a place where I don't know what to do. I need to provide for my children. I just need prayer. Thank you so much for your time. Um, let's definitely pray for this sister and just pray for some encouragement for her. So Lord, we just lift up um, our sister who texted this in. And just as she is in an incredibly difficult time right now, Lord, as a single mom and working full time and doing school, and is at that point uh, that we were talking about a little bit earlier of being burnt out and overwhelmed. And Lord, I pray that you would just come and speak um, peace to her heart right now, that you would just give her that peace that defies understanding that we read about in Philippians, or that, that would just be peace that she can't even understand how she can have peace in the midst of it, but she does because of you. I pray that you would bring that to her, Lord. I pray that you would bring her encouragement. I pray that you would bring her um, just a, a, a newness of life, Lord, a refreshing in her heart. And I pray that you would show her um, what you would have her do, Lord. Uh, just as we were talking about earlier, I, I don't know if all the things that she's doing are all the things that you would have her do, Lord, but, um, but I know that by your Holy Spirit, she can do everything that you've called her to do as she leans on you, Lord. So would you give her encouragement and fill her up and do that for her in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'd like to take one last call. We've got Sally from Denver on the line. Sally, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. What can we do for you? So I had a question, and it's kind of um, it, it kind of um, it's concerning to me in a sense where I I really don't understand it. If you can help me understand, I would really appreciate it. Okay. And it, it's on Luke fourteen twenty six, mm -hmm. and it, it says, "If anyone comes to me and does not hate their father, the mother, wife, children, etc., you will not be my disciple." I kind of find that hard to understand because it says to love your siblings and your mother and father to Christ, you know, and I kind of find that um, kind of confusing. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, 
thank you for calling and, and asking that. I think that many of our listeners might have that same question. So that's a great one. Um, so what Jesus is saying there is not that we should actually hate our father and mother, um, our wife or our children, our brothers and sisters. Absolutely not. That's not what he's saying. Uh, what, what he's getting at is that when we choose to follow Jesus, we give everything for him. And so our, our love for Jesus should be so far above our love for our family even that compared to the love that, that we have for Jesus, it should look like hate in a sense, you know? So it's, it's not really, it's, it's not that you actually hate your, your father, your mother, your, your children, your spouse, any of those things at all, because we know that we're not called to hate anyone. So what Jesus is saying is that when we choose to follow him, we have to be willing to leave everything behind. Now, it doesn't mean that you, that doesn't mean that you leave your family to follow Jesus, but what it does mean is that pursuing Jesus means putting him above everybody else and everything else. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, it was just confusing to me because I didn't understand that scripture. And it's like, my husband told me the same thing, but it was just kind of, but I'm like, okay, but how can I hate my mom? <laughs> right. Yeah, to Weird. totally. Yeah. And that's, that, that's definitely not what he's saying. And, you know, as you go down to verse 28, he says, uh -huh. for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. What he's getting at is that, you know, when you choose to follow Jesus, you're making a choice to to leave everything really to follow him and to choose to, to put him first above everything else in your life. Um, and so I, I hear the music coming on, so we're up at the end of the show, so I'm going to have to, to say goodbye. But thank you so much for your call and hope you have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live. Pray that you have a great night. Tune in tomorrow, and hopefully we won't have any technical difficulties tomorrow on the show. Have a great night. God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.